0: For complete details.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Touchdown! Oh, he's done it again. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben.
0: Welcome to a Sunday night slash Monday morning edition of Fantasy Football Today. Adam, Dave, and Jamie here. Dave, how many Sundays? We're getting really close, huh?
1: Four Sundays to go, gentlemen. Woo! Four Sundays, which is how many Sundays I had today, by the way.
0: (laughs) Design your ice cream Sunday. What does it look like?
1: Hot fudge brownie at the bottom. We're gonna have chocolate soft serve on top, drizzled with hot fudge, and a diet coke.
0: Well, what are the ice cream flavors though? No, just
1: chocolate. Chocolate soft serve.
0: Chocolate soft serve, that's it?
1: Yeah, that's what it. What the hell? That's Wow, you had four of those. I wouldn't even want four of those. No, no, no. That was just one of the four. <laughs> okay. Jamie, <laughs> one what had was, banana uh, in it. One had Kahlua. <laughs> no, it
0: was good. Jamie, what was the most delicious part of your weekend?
1: The most delicious part of my weekend? Oh, um, I, got, I got something that really was delicious, but you asked Jamie, not me. The most delicious?
2: Uh, we had good chocolate babka.
1: Really? Mm. Oh, Bobka is so good!
2: Wow,
0: Shraggy B likes Bobka. Shragger
2: <laughs> knows what Bobka
0: is, <laughs> but he oh does, yeah, but he doesn't know the Seinfeld reference. I guarantee that.
1: No, no idea. Yeah, he has no idea what Yoda is, but he knows what Bobka is. Okay.
0: All right, guys, we got a half PPR draft to review here, and a lot of news. A lot of news. Melvin Gordon struggling with the altitude. Jonathan Taylor and AJ Dillon are big. That's the news of the weekend. They are big people. Uh, we got a handcuff potentially for Christian McCaffrey. I've got the quote, the best shape of his life segment, which is just players who are getting rave reviews this time of year, which is no surprise. And yeah, that draft plus your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. I want to start with a uh, lukewarm take, lukewarm take at the start of the show. As we've been doing these mock drafts, I don't really know if I want picks two through six. I kind of feel like I like later picks. That's my lukewarm take. Jamie, what do you? What is your reaction to that?
2: That's stupid. Um, <laughs> but That's not surprising coming from you.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. So you're okay with first overall? Yeah. Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, no go. You don't want them.
2: Because
0: I never get a good number two running back. I've had the. I've had an early pick almost every mock draft we do, and I'm but so. But you're
2: not going to get one at one either. So what's the? Difference? Yeah, because because
0: McCaffrey, like he's a hundred catches. It's just, I'll take it. Uh, I, I can't stand not having a number two running back that I love. It just bothers me so much.
2: I could never get
0: why would I have an who, early pick.
2: Once you get past uh, Mr. Bridge, Aaron Jones, who's the guy that you like?
0: My next running back would be Connor or Carson. So take them in round three. No. Why? Oh, in round three? In round three, I might. But I usually like the wide receivers better there. Don't you?
1: There's probably I, more I wide receivers like that would be there for you in round three than round two. And so let's just say that Connor and Carson are the only two number two running backs that you'd be happy with, but there's a list of five or six wide receivers that you would take in round two. And some of them will make it back to you in round three, but so I you think just take the running back seeing, first. Like
2: in this draft, you took Juju. That's the great spot for him. Uh, Godwin was one pick ahead. That's, you know, he may slip. Uh, we take DJ Moore. Sooner than most people. DJ Moore most likely will be there at one of the two spots. Um, you got Hopkins, who Dave took right after you. He's gonna be in that range well, too.
0: Before you go on, I had the second pick. I took Barkley.
2: Right. He took Barkley.
0: Yeah, I took Barkley one. Right. Yeah, no, no, you, you just you were referencing the draft. I had the second pick and I just it just happens yeah, yeah. every I'm time. Like the
2: receivers that were, were there for you. Um, you know, that's the uh that's the range for for those guys. So I wouldn't pass on one of them, but I think you could and right after you took Kenny Galladay in round three, James Connor went. So
0: Right. Who would you have taken? Would you have gone so right, that's the decision you have to make, right? I took Barkley with the first pick, and then I took Juju with the second with my second pick. That's twenty third overall. Dave took Hopkins and Mahomes, and then I took Kenny Galladay. But yeah, Connor and Carson were the next two running backs off the board. They were there. What would you guys have done? Would you have taken Kenny Galladay? This was half PPR, or would you have taken Connor or, or any running back that was available at that point?
1: I would have taken Connor. I would have taken the receiver. I I almost took Connor ahead of Mahomes, but I I wanted to see what my team would look like with McCaffrey and Mahomes on it. And just to see if I would actually like it taking the first quarterback off the board.
0: I think yeah, I was I was going to take Mahomes if he cuz Dave had the first pick out the second pick. I was going to take Mahomes in the 3rd round. I didn't think Dave was going to take him in the 2nd round, but he did. But man, I, like I said, round 3 has been a really bad spot in drafts uh, for running backs. It's just, it just seems like every year there's just a lot of busts there. Uh, let's see, last year it was Aaron Jones, Devontae Freeman, Carrion Johnson, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Sony Michelle. These are round three picks. The year, yeah. be- the year before that, Jarek McKinnon can't fault that. Lashawn McCoy, horrible. Alex Collins, terrible. Royce Freeman, even worse than Alex Collins, and Kenyon Drake was okay so go back
2: to last year what were the guys again this is a them were good
0: this is according to That's fantasy saying, football yeah, two, two, two out of six Aaron Jones was was great Josh Jacobs finished his RB 16, 17. and then Devontae Freeman was okay carry on Johnson David Montgomery Sony Michelle but they're not as good as the wide rec- you know the wide receivers um I well you know what I'm saying but anyway so
2: guys I, this year are gonna be bad Connor Carson Gurley. Gordon. Those are going to be the four we see in round three every draft.
0: Right. What do you think about that group?
2: I mean, you could see the red flags for all of them. I mean, Connors had a hard time staying healthy. Gurley's already limping through the locker room. Um, <laughs> Melvin Gordon can't breathe in Denver and has a pretty good backup <laughs> to him in Phillip Lindsay. Right. And Chris Carson, you know, the, the the Seahawks can screw with him by using Carlos Hyde. Uh, Thankfully, he's back. You know, after the the personal issue that he was dealing with. But if they, you know, play a little bit more up tempo, plus he's, you know, not been able to finish two of four seasons in his career.
0: Yeah. Well. So okay, somebody says to you, you can have any spot in the draft. Where are you taking? Where are you going?
2: Four through six. One through six, you said, Jamie. No, two through six, just because you hate it. Who wants McCaffrey? No, I want McCaffrey. I'll take one. I'll sacrifice for McCaffrey. I actually like the back end a little bit better. You know, I I think you, you lock up two of those running backs. It's pretty easy to do. And you get. That's you what know, I was saying. Huh? That's exactly what I was saying. Well, I, 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 it's not that I dislike two through six. I just, you know, if, if given the choice, I would have no problem, you know, uh, picking in the back end. But I, I like picking two through six also because, I mean, look, you came away with Saquon Barkley, Juju Schuster, Kenny Galladay. That's a pretty awesome start.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk about the rest of my team a little bit later. Um, but I just thought it was funny. We spent about six minutes kind of teasing me and then agreeing with me at the end, I think. At least Jamie did. So <laughs> I'll take And now I'm choking. All right. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> you choked on your bad take.
0: Sports are back. And the Stitcher app is one of the best platforms to consume sports podcasts. They even have a new collection on their homepage of the app for the return of sports where our friends from the CBS Sports Podcast Network, Fantasy Baseball Today, and Pick 6 are featured. Pretty sure Fantasy Football Today will be featured soon. Stitcher also makes it incredibly easy to build playlists of your favorite podcasts. So download Stitcher for free in the App Store. And we love Stitcher. They've been a great partner of ours. We're um, very thankful to be on there, popular on there. For all of you listening on Stitcher, thank you so much. It's a great way to hear some shows. Um, we're mock drafting Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern on Twitch with Adam Rank. He's joining us, another great fantasy analyst, and we're giving away eight spots in our Twitchner. In our Twitchner. How about our Twitch Listeners League okay. to subscribers? Twitch.com I, slash I FF think we today. just came
1: up with a name for the league.
0: Twitchners. Love it. All right. Um, okay. By the way, we're back to CBS Sports HQ. Full hour of fantasy football today. Noon Eastern, Monday through Friday. Wow. Monday through Friday. Wow, this has been a horrible start to the show. Can I tell you yeah, why you want to take over? Can I tell you what's going on right now? I forgot to put the air conditioning on. And I'm here for another 50 minutes. And I How do you forget to put air
2: conditioning on sweltering. We'll do. You go, you go put your air conditioning on. I'll tell everybody what we're doing on HQ. Go go All right. Go I appreciate that. All right, I'll all right. be back. So here's what we have on HQ this week. We're uh, we're doing a little buy or sell on Monday and we're gonna be joined by Aaron Reese of the Athletic to talk about the Texans to give us the lowdown on those receivers. Tuesday through Friday, we're going to go through uh, all of the draft spots that you are going to want to pick from. So we'll we'll tease Adam a little bit by saying he does not want picks two through six. And we're going to be joined by four writers, four reporters who cover the AFC North. Our buddy Nathan Zagura is going to join us to talk about the Browns. Mark Cobbley is going to join us to talk about the Steelers. Jeff Zeribiak is going to join us to talk about the Ravens. And who am I forgetting? Uh, Tyler Dragon's going to join us to talk about the Bengals. So we're going to get you all the insights you need. These interviews have been absolutely fantastic. And uh, I'm sorry that Adam doesn't let me talk about them on the podcast because they've been very, very insightful. I don't but have no, to let continue. you. I don't Definition. have to let you
0: talk about them. You talk about them no matter what. Uh, let's get into news and notes. Thank you for that. Make sure you're watching HQ. Melvin Gordon struggling with altitude. He's playing in Denver now. Pictures are servicing of Jonathan Taylor and A.J. Dillon, and we know they are massive people, very well built. Aaron Rodgers said this about Dillon, quote, it'll be exciting to see him get up to speed mentally. That's going to be his biggest hurdle, especially with the guys in that room who have a pretty good comfort within the offense, but he's a big boy.
2: How about their general manager, Brian Gunkust? comparing him to Eddie Lacey. That's not something people want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, that wasn't a bad thing. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in total agreement with you, but you hear that name and yeah. it's just like, oh, no. And Eddie Lacey, he was on our telethon last year. What a nice, nice mm-hmm. man yeah. that guy is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, meanwhile,
0: Clyde Edwards-Helaire is getting first team reps and uh, CBSSports.com was writing about this and they they had all twenty one seasons of Andy Reid as a head coach and his backfield splits and their conclusion was in his twenty one seasons as a head coach Reid has used what could reasonably be described as a committee backfield only twice, uh, in a season where his number one back stayed healthy. Was, once was last year. Once was last year. Once was two thousand and three between. No, uh, it's not how he rolls. Brian Westbrook and Carell Buckhalter.
1: Right. You know the Melvin Gordon thing. I saw it in the notes. I went and looked back at how he did in four career games at Denver, just to get an idea of like how much of oh, yeah, this last could year, really be. Uh, yeah. hundred and uh, 110 total yards last year, but 20 carries though. That's the important thing. He wasn't tired. Yeah. For his very first time playing there, 23 carries 111 yards. Uh, didn't have a lot of yards the second time, but he caught a touchdown third time. Only had 13 touches had 66 total yards and then over a hundred total last time. So Good for fantasy three out of the four years.
0: Okay. Well, so I gave you some running back notes on Gordon, on Taylor, on Dylan, on Edwards, Elaire Is, is there anything significant? By the way, can I just say how happy I am to be getting these like dumb fluff stories right now? What? Like I just, I miss this. There's a lack of football buzz. I think we're about to hit it. I think it's just delayed yeah. this year. And I know that these stories are going to come out. Oh, the rookies are great; we love
2: them. The new edition is great, but <laughs> unless you're DeAndre Swift, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's, a, it's always
1: telling the ones who you don't hear enough about. You almost so, wonder, well, are they trying to keep him a secret? Because it'd be weird to keep him a secret, or is there something wrong? So, what's what's standing out?
0: What's standing out to you guys? Any anything major?
2: I, I'll say, I say this all the time, you know, and and this is something that I fall victim to. It's the, the things that you want affirmation of, of what you believe in, you know? So if you hear something that like Josh Jacobs, I think is going to be more involved in the passing game. He comes out and says, he's going to catch 60 passes. I know that's not realistic, but now it makes me more encouraged that he can get the 30 or maybe 40, you know? So if, if that's the the, the takeaway, um, that's, that's encouraging. You know, if you're in the camp of Deshaun Jackson is going to be the best Eagles wide receiver and you hear that he's looking as fast as ever, you're going to be excited about that. You know, conversely, you know, like if, uh, you know, Dave may not be happy about that because he's a Jalen Rager guy, you know, so, um, I'm both you know, I like
1: both of those guys,
2: no, but what I'm saying is, you know, like, I, I know you, are excited about Rager, you know, I, I'm not, yeah. not that you're not excited about Deshaun, but, um, like Brandon, I, you, know, okay. Yeah. He gets a chance to have a big opportunity and and Kyle Shanahan is saying he's he's further ahead than any rookie he's ever seen, you know. So now it's OK. Now that's a guy you get excited about because there's a chance there. So it's, it's those type of things, I think, is what you look at, um, you know, not necessarily the the beat reporter stuff, because those guys are making guesses and they're trying to get, you know, um, stories out there, uh, which we appreciate clearly. But, you know, those are the things I think you got to be a little bit more weird, more leery of as opposed to, um, you know, maybe what the
1: coach is saying. There's two other things that I'd bring up. Number one, I, and this is what I love, Adam. I love going through Twitter and seeing the video highlights of players. And so it's football players doing football things. Like there was a run, the Vikings posted a run by their fullback cj ham has a big run now i know i'm not gonna tell people oh this means that cj ham is gonna be a big time part of the minnesota offense go draft him with your last pick but it it, it just looks like pro football and it's yeah. cool to see like there's a whole dk metcalf thing that circulated on sunday where um somebody said that he burned a defensive back and there were former NFL cornerbacks that said, no, nah, he didn't burn them. They're just practicing. It's not a big deal. So you, you watch it and you, you enjoy it, but it shouldn't really impact your opinion of a player. The thing, the second thing that I was going to say is anytime there's news that comes out, that's a little bit surprising. I always take notice of and a case in point is that Edwards Hilaire apparently didn't practice. He dressed, but he didn't practice on Sunday. Guess who was the first running back, the first team running back for Kansas city.
0: Deontay Thompson?
1: No, I don't know who that is. I don't know who Deontay Thompson Darwin is. He Thompson. Just made up Darwin Thompson made up some. Darwin Thompson. No, it was it Deontay was actually Con- used to be a wide receiver. Yeah, but he's not a running back on the Chiefs. No, uh Daryl Williams, uh, Williams was the guy. It, yeah, Daryl Williams was oh. the first guy up. Not DeAndre Washington, not Darwin Thompson, not Deontay Thompson, not Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. Like things that I didn't know and never really consider when it comes out. I'm like, oh, that's definitely interesting. And maybe something to just file away for later. But one person uh, yeah. was, like, tweeting me saying, that's it, that's the handcuff. If I get Edward Zilair, I'm drafting Daryl Williams, Darrell Williams, whichever, however you pronounce it.
0: Darrell, uh, Deontay. Thank you. But uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, the 49ers news that I found interesting was that Kyle Shanahan is not ruling out Debo Samuel for week one, but he would be surprised if Samuel played. But, see, like, you might be looking at a one- to two-week absence, and in the draft that we're going to review, Jamie took Debo Samuel in the 10th round. So he's becoming quite a bargain here. Um, Chris Herndon's getting a little love. Sam Darnold's getting a little love. Uh, Matt Rule, the new head coach of the Panthers, really likes Mike Davis, apparently. That might be the backup to Christian McCaffrey if you are so right. inclined.
1: That's an example of something that you may not have known. Like you knew that like he was there and Reggie Bonifant is there and they might split up the work if McCaffrey you know, gets lost in traffic or something like that but maybe this means maybe this is something to file away that Mike Davis could be the guy that would get the first opportunity in that offense.
0: Darrington Evans fumbled twice on Sunday. That's never good for a rookie or for anyone. He
1: fumbled twice in a, like, were they in full pads? Cause that's a little crazy. If you're fumbling, just wearing a helmet. I don't think you can be in full pads yet. Right? Right. Right. Well, I, I don't think so. I think a lot of it starts on Monday. Okay. Uh, so that's that's
0: kind of funny. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, Brian Edwards was ahead of Henry Ruggs in practice.
2: We'll see. Right, uh, another example.
1: Set.
2: What? That's in two receiver sets. It mm-hmm. makes sense that
1: they're going to play him in the slot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but wouldn't you want to have? No, never mind. Never mind. We're we're trying to get going here. Sorry.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, right. Like, that's the thing. Like these stories, these reports could change every day. So it's probably right. not worth getting too into it right now. But uh, Sony Michelle may not be ready for Week One. We know that. Keep that in mind. Then I have the Best Shape of His Life, a.k.a. Players Getting Rave Reviews segment. LaVisca Chenault. This is what Gardner Minshew said to the Florida Times Union. LaVisca is a freak, man. I knew it when we played him at Colorado. He's a lot better route runner, a lot better at catching the ball than I even expected. So that's cool. C.D. Lamb, He's interesting. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb's getting love. Brandon Ayuk's getting love. Bryce Love is getting love. ESPN's John Kimes thinks, though, that Antonio, Antonio Gibson could fill Darius Geis's role.
1: Uh, Whoa. Yeah. He could fill Geis' role. Unless they had
2: Geis as a a passing downs guy, and AP was going to be the first and second down guy.
1: Yeah,
0: right. And Benny Snell's lost weight. This is from Eddie Faulkner, the Steelers running backs coach to The Athletic. Yes, it's true. Benny looks better. He has done a lot of running. You can see the work he has put in. The exciting part about it is he did it while being away from us, so you know he had a focus on getting right and getting in the best shape that he can so I'm excited about Benny Snell. That is a guy that is passionate about, passionate and loves the game.
1: He also talked about how Snell's a, a good pass protector and pass catcher. And that's interesting. Yeah. Again, something we didn't know to file away. If you get Connor, maybe you draft Snell too. Maybe. Maybe.
0: Oh, let's get into the mock draft then. And we'll finish the show with emails at at com. This was a 12-team half PPR mock draft with three wide receivers and a flex. And looking at the last two seasons, the top players in this format are almost always running backs. Two years ago, the top six picks, the top six players were running backs, not including quarterbacks. Um, and last year, Michael Thomas was number two, but seven of the top eight players were running backs. So... As always, in any format, if you get that elite running back, you know, that's the most valuable currency, I guess, in fantasy football. Uh okay. Did you guys have like Dave, you kind of experimented a little bit with having McCaffrey and Mahomes. You had the first pick. I had the second pick. I took a little bit of a different strategy, went a little more running back heavy early to see how I liked it. Jamie, you had what, the seventh pick? Six. Six pick, and you took Clyde Edwards-Elair over Michael Thomas. That was the first pick that really jumped out at me. I like it. Um, so why don't we start with that? Why don't we start with round one? McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, Zeke, Cook, Clyde Edwards-Elair to Jamie. Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Joe Mixon to Ben Schrager, who put together a very nice team. Miles Sanders, Julio Jones, and Tyreek Hill. Pretty Pretty normal round one, but I do think that the Clyde Edwards-Elair over Michael Thomas pick and over Joe Mixon and Miles Sanders is the most interesting one. Jamie, what was your thought process?
2: Oh, I mean, I, I think Edwards-Elair, uh, I'm going to struggle with edwards Hilaire at five over Dalvin Cook, uh, potentially at some point in the next couple of weeks, just because I think he has the chance to be so special. So um, to take him at six is easy for me. Easy. Okay. What about in full PPR? I would have done the same. Yeah, I think he's just got a chance to be a, a rock star. You know, so Thomas is 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 awesome. He's as we've talked about. Um, you know, the, the floor is is safer. The ceiling is just as high, um, but it's position scarcity and it's you know a guy who uh, th- this is this is banking on Andy Reid as much as it's banking on Edward Lloyd.
1: Jamie, if Derrick Henry had three hundred touches last year instead of four hundred, would you have considered him over Edwards Hilaire at no, six? No,
2: no, no way in any any format that rewards points for catches.
1: Okay. Because yeah. I'm I'm taking Henry over Edwards Ilair in a non PPR, so sure, I'm just kind of just gauging how you feel about that half. Yeah, PPR I'm I'm, I'm much you,
2: part out on Henry unless he falls to the end of round one and non PPR, and that's not going to happen.
0: Well, that was my next question. Was Derek Henry is the second pick of round two, 14th overall. As we get into round two, if you've forgotten who the last six picks were after Jamie took Clyde Edwards Ilair in the first round, it was Thomas, Adams, Mixon, Sanders, Jones, and Hill, four receivers, two running backs. So we go to round two. Eckler is the first pick. Then Henry, Kelsey, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones. Six of the first seven picks in round two are running backs. The other one is is Travis Kelsey. Jamie had Aaron Jones, so he went with Clyde Edwards, he and Aaron Jones. Um, if we stop there, Eckler, Henry, Kelsey, Jacobs, Drake, Chubb, and Jones. All right, we see the theme, obviously, here with the running backs. But, you know, you look at ADP. On Fantasy Pros, Derrick Henry in half PPR is going sixth overall. You look on NFC, he's going eighth. Uh, why do why does CBS? Why are we down on Derrick Henry?
2: Well, I mean, you, you know, you look at the people who, who drafted in the bottom half of that uh, first round. One is Gretch. We know he's not going to take Derrick Henry. Um, and we've talked about this quite a bit. You know, we, we've done so many drafts together that you know people start to realize what the trends are of what we're all doing. Uh, whether it's us as the analysts or just people who have obviously done enough mock drafts that they know who they like and they don't like, um, you know, Thomas and Adams, I think, you know, is in, in a different conversation here because of what they do at their position, but it's, you know, and, and probably Schrager is a good person to ask her because he took Mixon um, over Derek Henry. Like I would have taken Henry in this format over Julio and Tyreek after Mixon and Sanders. But I would also put Josh Jacobs ahead of Henry because I think he's got a higher ceiling this year.
0: Okay, Schrager, you took Mixon in round one. You didn't have a chance to draft Henry in round two. You took Josh Jacobs, though. Uh, So why did you pass at ninth overall on Derrick Henry? Henry was my next running back after Mixon, but I think the workloads in the rush game can be very similar this year. And I think Mixon can double Henry's catches. So I think it's a no brainer to go Mixon over Henry in PPR. This is half PPR.
1: It was a tough choice, but went Mixon there. I think people are just scared to count on Henry to do what he did last year again. Because they know that he's not versatile. It's hard to believe that he's suddenly going to be versatile. And no one wants to draft him that close to his ceiling in a league where catches count. Well, it's also, you know, you say what he did last year, Dave,
2: which is correct. But it's which half of the season last year? Because the first half he wasn't as good clearly as he was in the second half. And if you get that for 16 games, it's not a first round pick, or he's not. Oh, no, it's not even close. close and in, 2018,
1: in 2018, he got off to a horrible start. And then those last four games, four games. Right, right. Yeah. So maybe he's just a second half guy. He was okay to start last year. I, I don't 12. want to say he was terrible.
0: He was top 12. Right.
1: But yeah. he wasn't.
0: But back in, he was like 10th in non PPR, 12th in PPR. Now, that was with him not having a bye. So I don't know where he was per game. He was probably more like. 12th in non-PPR, 15th in PPR, something like that. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't horrible, but he was probably more of like a second round pick rather than a first round pick. Okay. So round two, Eckler, Henry, Kelsey, Jacobs, Drake, Chubb, Aaron Jones to Jamie. And then you know what's going to happen as soon as Aaron Jones comes off the board. Wide receivers, wide receivers. Well, it was George Kittle and then DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, Juju Smith-Schuster, DeAndre Hopkins, all rounding out the second round.
1: Anything jump out here? I think it's worth talking about Hopkins yeah. and how he felt to me. Literally, it, I, I, I'm i surprised he lasted that long. It's only two spots off his ADP, though. I know. I'm sur- I'm always surprised when he lasts the 20th overall because I think he's so good. I remember why I, this weekend they played um, a bunch of Chiefs games, and they included one against Houston on NFL Network. And I'm just watching for like a quarter, quarter and a half, and Hopkins is just making plays all over the place. And I can't, I, I just, I cannot believe that the Cardinals traded for him and they're going to say, okay, you're going to get an even amount of targets with Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. And we're all going to be even all along. Like that doesn't, that doesn't register. It doesn't compute with me but the way not, that I of guys, with those guys,
2: because I don't think anybody expects him to be even with those guys. I think it's just a matter of how much more he's going to get than those guys.
1: Right. And, and I think there's a chance that he could he, be, if
2: you hear Kyler Murray saying that he 50 he targets takes, more that they're going to get 1,000 yards out of all three Yeah, right. Uh, Well, I mean, look. 1,000 yards out of all three?
1: Huh? Out of Larry Fitzgerald, too? Somebody asked him if he could get 1,000 yards out of all three of those receivers, and of course he's going to say, yeah. What's he going to (laughs) say? No, I can't. Hell, no, Larry can't run anymore. (laughs) He's old. But, well, but you, like look he at, can't you look at that. this
2: offense that he's stepping into, that Hopkins is stepping into, and it's it's a spread offense. you know. So is he going from 150 targets to 140, which is what Heath hasn't projected for, or I think it's going to be closer to 120. And so with 120, he's still going to be very good. He's still worth going in this range, but I don't think he should go much higher than that. But this is actually a,
0: quite a fall, I think, for Hopkins because Jamie and Fantasy Pros, Hopkins is the 12th pick. And he's the fourth wide receiver. That's such a reach. And I think, right, Jamie, Dave got him 24th here. And I think I to see... I was so happy. I was thrilled. To see DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, and Juju Smith-Schuster go ahead of him... Well, I mean, again, part. Adam, you made that choice. Oh, yeah. I I love Juju. I mean, but I would have taken Hopkins over Moore for sure. And between Godwin and Hopkins, I don't know. It would have been pretty close. But... Uh, I think the tight end's going ahead of him, too. Is that a no-brainer? Kelsey and Kittle, should they both he, go ahead of him? Kelsey, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what about Kittle, Dave? Kittle or
1: Hopkins? No, I'll take Hopkins over Kittle. All
0: right. Round three, it gets more interesting. Mahomes, Galladay, Connor, Calvin Ridley, Chris Carson, Mike Evans to Jamie. Mahomes to Dave, Galladay to me, Connor, yeah. Ridley, Carson, Evans, Gurley, Cup, Allen Robinson, A.J. Brown, Adam Thielen, Melvin Gordon. So I don't want to go round by round here. I want to start by this. Dave, now you've got Patrick Mahomes. So you've got McCaffrey, Hopkins, and Mahomes. You took Mahomes over Galladay. You took him over Connor.
1: How yep. do you think it turned out? Hold on. Let me practice my Heath side. <sighs> you know, I, I think I'm resigned to the fact that when you're picking at the very end, you can't really you, you just have to take the two best players available because you know that by the time things get back to you guys that you like, you are gonna have a list of seven, eight guys. None of them are going to make it back unless your list is whack. So I, I, I decided to experiment and say, OK, Mahomes, I think, is just the best overall player, most total fantasy points. I think he's good value anywhere in round three. I took him. And uh, what happened after that made me regret it. And if I if if I had played to how my rankings are, I would have taken Connor there just to lock up that second running back because I do like Connor as an RB two. But uh, yeah, I just I, I knew I knew for sure Mahomes and Lamar Jackson weren't going to make it back to me. Um, but I was hoping that I would have a better selection of a number two running back when. I was up again in four or five.
0: Okay, so let's go to that, right? So your first three picks are McCaffrey, Hopkins, and Mahomes. Now this is a six point per passing touchdown league where you have to start three wide receivers and a flex. Now we go to round the end of round four. Uh the end of round yeah, the end of round four, the beginning of right. round four. We're five.
1: only talking about what what I'm doing here. Yeah. Or do you want to bring up your team too? No, no let's go with your team. Let's go okay. with your
0: team, right? Because I was yeah. going to take Mahomes if you didn't. Um I want to know why your next two picks are DK Metcalf and Zach Ertz, why you didn't take a running back there, because your number two running back came at the end of round six, and that was Cam yep. Akers. You could have taken Ronald Jones. I'm surprised you didn't. You went with Metcalf and Ertz.
1: I was secretly hoping Ronald Jones would make it back to me because I know that I'm the only guy. Oh,
0: 24 like picks later? About
1: I, it was a long shot but I also wanted to play it safe. Okay. And so at that point I thought to myself, well, McCaffrey's kind of like a running back and a half. So whoever I get to be, my RB two may not have to produce like a top 12 guy. And I do love Ronald Jones. I love him with all my heart, but I, I couldn't pass up Ertz. I thought that was incredible value that he, he made it to the top around five, eh, maybe not incredible, but good. And Metcalf's somebody that I like a lot, especially in a half PPR, because I'm not sure he's going to get a lot of catches, but I think he's going to be, Uh, pretty prolific, more so than last year. So I went that direction instead.
0: So Dave has the number one running back, the number one or two quarterback. I thought it was also interesting that Mahomes went 25th overall. Lamar Jackson went 37th overall. I
1: hated that. That made me feel like two-week-old bread. Why? You couldn't get him with the first pick of the next round. When I take Mahomes, I know I'm going to see other quarterbacks go at a value that make me rage a little bit, just sure. a little bit. Like I'm happy to have Mahomes. I know that he can win me the league. But I know that there's going to be quarterbacks that I would love that I can get eight rounds later and someone else gets them. But to to see Lamar Jackson go with the first pick in round four, it felt like I got slapped in the face with a purple gloved hand
0: no it shouldn't feel that way
1: though because <laughs> that's how it felt, y- you man. didn't that, you didn't have I, a chance to get him it's not like he went after your next pick I know but if I had known that I, I don't know <laughs> I, I feel like it was so disrespectful to see him go that late <laughs> that was ridiculous and someone else like the very next quarterback off the bear the very next quarterback off the board was a much better value than what I got so I was, I was feeling jealousy and rage, and I turned into the Incredible Hulk, and I smashed a whole carton of ice cream.
0: I was... I smashed him at eight. Uh, I was surprised that Jackson lasted that long. I want to talk about Dave's team, but Jamie, you have the sixth pick of the third round, and so far you have Clyde Edwards-Elair and Aaron Jones. Did you think about taking Lamar Jackson? You took Mike Evans instead.
2: Uh, no. I, I wanted to get one of my top ten wide receivers, and Evans just makes too much sense at that spot
0: all right so dave's team mccaffrey uh hopkins mahomes dk metcalf and zach ertz cam Akers, and you took darius slayton with the first pick of round seven uh then you took zach moss and daryl henderson to lock up the rams backfield we'll see what malcolm brown's role is uh, Tony Pollard and DeAndre Washington. You're just taking
1: some shots here, so you're yeah. I would scorched earth on yeah upside line of tickets. All
0: right, so you got Mahomes, you got McCaffrey, Akers, Henderson, Damian Harris, DeAndre Washington, Zach Moss, Tony Pollard, and you're just hoping there's an injury or there's a, or somebody emerges there. That's fine. Hopkins, Metcalf, Slayton, plus Robbie Anderson and Emmanuel Sanders, and you have Zach Ertz. Do you like not your team? my
1: favorite team? No, not my favorite team. And it actually ended up influencing me in the Kings classic draft over the weekend where I had the chance to get Mahomes and Jackson. They were both still on the board in late round four. And now I'm thinking, Oh my God, they're falling. This is crazy. And it's great. I probably should take one of them. And I had, you know, the fourth to the last pick in round four, and then it would come back around and I'd have the fourth pick in round five. And I thought, maybe they'll slip a little bit farther. (laughs) And so I took a wide receiver instead. I think I took Lockett. And both of them went almost immediately after I took Lockett. And I was sitting there going, well, that sucks because here we go again. Two amazing quarterback values that I had the chance to take and I got a little bit greedy. Uh, And then it came back to me in late round six and Deshaun Watson was still there. And six points or four um, points for fast and touchdowns? I believe it's four. But Getting to Sean Watson that late, late round six, I was doing cartwheels.
0: And crushing ice cream. Yes. All right, Jamie, do you like Dave's team? Mahomes, McCaffrey, Rams running backs, and a bunch of lottery tickets, plus Hopkins, Metcalf, Slayton, and Zach Ertz.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, look, it's never a bad thing when you have the number one quarterback and number one wide receiver, or number one running uh, back running back and quarterback to start. And then you have a guy that has still top five potential at the receiver position. Um, Zach Ertz is still in, in the conversation to be a top three tight end. And, you know, he has a lot. That's what you do. If you if you miss on a second running back, you just take as many shots as you potentially can. So he has what should be one backfield locked up with the Rams. He has you know, a, a lot of people think that Zach Moss is going to be better than De- Devin Singletary. You know, we're, we're not in that category, but I mean, at least I'll speak for myself. I don't think it's far off that Moss can be better than Singletary this year. And then, you know, Zeke goes down. There's there's a you know winner for you. This is why you don't necessarily take your handcuff. You take other people's handcuffs. So there's there's a lot to like about uh, about those guys. You know, I, I think just, you know, when you look at his starting lineup and you see Cam Akers at the second running back spot, Darius Slayton, who's a questionable number three wide receiver. I think he's a good number three wide receiver, but he's still questionable for some people. And Robbie Anderson at the flex, you know, those are the spots that kind of stand out to you. But, I mean, he should dominate anybody's running back 1v1 and quarterback 1v1.
0: Yeah. All right. All right, so I had the second pick, and I did things a little bit differently. And I had been, if I had an early pick, I had been sort of taking the Dave approach of not really prioritizing running back, probably going with like two running backs with my first five picks. But this time I went with three because I'm so sick of having nothing but lottery tickets basically on my bench. Cause they could be great, but they also could be completely terrible. Um, I was tired of having that. So I had Barkley in round one, Juju in round two, Golladay in round three. It's pretty happy with that. And then I took Devin Singletary at the end of round four and I was happy. I thought for sure Ronald Jones would go, But he didn't, so I took Ronald Jones in round five. That gives me three running backs with my first five picks, and then I took DeAndre Swift at the end of round six. Four running backs with my first six picks, plus Juju Smith-Schuster and Kenny Galladay. Um, I then took uh, round seven, Kyler Murray. I was actually pretty excited about that. If I hadn't Mm -hmm. taken Murray, the best running... I mean, I wasn't going to take a fifth running back there. I could have taken maybe Evan Ingram. I could have taken Marvin Jones, Julian Edelman. No, I'm just no. I'm taking Kyler Murray. He's the most league-winning upside, I think, of anyone in that in that round. Maybe J.K. Dobbins, you could argue, but again, I wasn't taking
1: another running back. Do you know how gross it was to take Darius Slayton ahead of Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson yeah. and Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Like He's all Mahomes, three yeah. of those guys were left there. Oh man, I was mad. Like I, I wish I could go back and not take Patrick Mahomes. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I'd rather have. um Connor, who I would have taken over Mahomes, and one of those quarterbacks um, versus what I got.
0: So let's see how my team turned out. I think it's okay. I, I, don't, I don't mind it. And basically, my goal was to not hate my running backs. Kyler Murray, a quarterback. Saquon Barkley, Devin Singletary, and I'll say Ronald Jones is my flex in week one. Juju Smith-Schuster, Kenny Galladay, and Sterling Shepard as my three wide receivers. Noah Fant is my tight end. Jared Cook is a backup. I also have Paris Campbell, Steven Sims, and James Washington. So whereas, you know, a lot of times I'd have high upside running backs on my bench. This time, oh, I have DeAndre Swift as well. Yeah, that's a pretty and, good one. And I have Alexander team. Madison. Yep. So I do have high upside running backs on my bench. But I have Steven Sims, Paris Campbell, and James Washington, um, who I think is a good pairing with Juju Smith-Schuster uh, on my bench. I Actually, yeah, I actually like my team. Um, I think it's a playoff team. Things go right. It could win. But, uh, yeah, Jamie, how do you feel about this team?
2: I like it. Uh, I think, you know, like you said, you're you're in good shape with your it's it's Shepard and Slayton are, are very similar in as you guys have as your third receivers, because a lot of people don't know who's going to be the best Giants wide receiver. I would take Shepard over Slayton in any PPR scoring. So um, I, I like I like that edge that you have there just in comparing to Dave. But I mean, look, you know, you, you like Singletary, you like Jones. Um, if Swift is the guy for Detroit, like I think we're all hoping, then, you know, that's a great. Fourth running back for you, uh, unless Jones, you know, struggles again. But yeah, you have a, a you know top tier quarterback and 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 one of the best running backs in in the game. So it's a very solid solid team.
0: And I wanted to stop with this pattern that I was falling into of just being so weak at running back and taking a whole bunch of players who, yeah, they could be great, but they also could be terrible. And not as as far as I remember, not a single one panned out last year. So. I, you know, I still have Alexander Madison and I still have DeAndre Swift who I took in the sixth round, but the difference for me in this draft was after starting my team with with Barkley, Juju, and Galladay and then taking Devin Singletary at the end of round four, that's a very typical start. It was the Ronald Jones pick in round five instead of Cortland Sutton or Keenan Allen or DJ Chark. That is where if Ben Gretron here, he'd hate it and i get it. That is where I differed and I... I think I prefer this method where I actually feel like I like Sutton better than Ronald Jones, but position scarcity does matter. And there are still good wide receivers later in the draft. It's not like running back is the only position where you can find great players, great players late. So I think that I like what I did here.
2: Um, I think the thing that, that you should buy into if you're picking two through six is even if you're not an Aaron Jones guy, which, you know, he's going to be another polarizing player in the second round. If you're not an Aaron Jones guy and you don't want to take one of the tight ends, take your two favorite wide receivers and then put your, th- especially in the three receiver league, put your third receiver on the back burner a little bit. Because like you said, you know, you, you found Sterling Shepard. They found Darius Slate. You know, you're, you're going to find uh, Marvin Jones. You know, you said he was somebody that you considered an- instead of Kyler Murray. Um, well, no, I you know, you're going to find some guys that are still in that 30 to 40 range that have still, you know, decent upside, maybe not league winning upside, but starting upside. Wide receiver
1: 2 upside.
2: Uh sure, wide receiver 2 upside. Go ahead and put it. So you have mm-hmm. wide receiver 2 upside with with those those guys and but you're you're taking similar to what Dave did. You you know, you just did a little bit more aggressively. You're taking more shots at the running back position because you didn't get a number 2 guy that you're so in love with.
0: Okay, so let's go to Jamie's team and then we'll uh, finish up with some emails here. Jamie had the 6 pick and and by the way when Jamie said if you have a 2 through 6 you know get your two running backs your two wide receivers and then wait he obviously meant rounds 2 and 3 get your wide receivers.
2: Right, I'm sorry. After picking your running back in the first round, take two wide receivers as opposed to, you know, being upset about not getting those round 3 guys which could be terrible as we've uh, illustrated. Okay. So Jamie
0: had the 6 pick Clyde Edwards-Elarr, Aaron Jones, Mike Evans. We know those were his first three picks. Round 4, Tyler Lockett. Round five, David Johnson.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you took Ronald Jones over David Johnson. I appreciate that.
0: Hey, anytime. (laughs) Uh, I think maybe you would have gone wide receiver if Sutton, Keenan Allen, or DJ
2: Chark had been there. What do you think? Not with David Johnson still on the board in round five, no. Oh, you like David Johnson in round five? In that spot, absolutely. Okay.
0: Okay, so let's talk about Another guy
2: getting rave
1: reviews, by the way. Okay. Yeah, he gets rave reviews every year.
0: So, uh, Jamie's was one of my favorite teams. But he does have a low-end starting quarterback, at least at least on draft day. Ben Roethlisberger is the only quarterback on his team. Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Aaron Jones, plus David Johnson and David Montgomery and AJ Dillon, so very good running backs. Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Evan Ingram at tight end. On his bench, Henry Ruggs, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and Mike Kosicki. I mean, this is a great team. Aaron, Clyde edwards either Aaron Jones, Montgomery, David Johnson, AJ Dillon, and then you've got Evans, Lockett, and Deontay Johnson at receiver. Uh, Evan Ingram at tight end. Gasicki on the bench. Good bench wide receivers with Ruggs, IU, and Samuel, and Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, that's that's what stands out. But this is what your team could look like if you wait a wide receiver, Jamie. Uh
2: wait a. I'm oh, sorry, receiver, quarterback. quarterback. Air conditioning is so, um, not working. By the way, what so position still...
1: does Roethlisberger play?
2: <laughs> I hope he doesn't play wide receiver. The Thompson. Um, <laughs> so I I recently made a switch in my rankings uh, in the draft we did for Twitch uh, the last Tuesday, which was uh, PPR draft, the one we did with um, Big Jiggly Panda and Michelle Majuk. Majuk. Uh, so I took Daniel Jones, and I had Daniel Jones ranked 13th, Roethlisberger 14th, and I'm looking at it, and I said, "Man, if I take Jones is my only quarterback. I got to play him against Pittsburgh in week one. Why would I do that when I could take and play the Giants in week one? So I switched that in my rankings. If I'm taking a second quarterback as a upside play, I'm going to take Daniel Jones over Roethlisberger. So it comes down to, I think, what your team needs. And so in this draft, what I did was I took Gasecki after, t- uh, when did I take Ingram? I think it was like round eight. Um, I took Evan Ingram in round eight. I'm sorry, round seven. Yeah. So I took Evan Ingram in round seven. And I took Gusecki in round 13. Uh, Two things. One, I'm surprised Ben Gretsch didn't take him already. And two, um, I knew that I needed a quarterback. And so I took Roethlisberger in round 14. I was sort of playing the board a little bit. Uh, Obviously, at that point, I think everybody had a quarterback. Um, If I was doing this as a, you know, a league I think we're going to play out. I probably would take two quarterbacks there as opposed to Kaseki but that's the decision I think you have to make, you know, do you want to take two tight ends or two quarterbacks, but also knowing the way that we draft again, this is knowing your league. I knew there were going to be quarterbacks available. I knew there's going to be somebody of the Jared Goff, you know, uh, Baker Mayfield, um, Drew Locke, you know, those, those guys will all be available that if Roethlisberger gets hurt again, I'll be okay with uh, 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 finding somebody Tannehill. I don't think was drafted, but, um, Tyra Taylor, you know, there, there's just a number of guys you could say that have a chance to help me in that position. It's clearly the weakest part of my team. But if you tell me that Roethlisberger is the weakest part of my team, then I think I did a good job drafting.
0: Only 16 quarterbacks were drafted in this draft. So if your league is going to be different, then, you know, you plan accordingly. But that just means there will be more values at, at the other positions.
2: And I think it was Schrager who, no, it was RJ who screwed me. Taking uh, Stafford, I think, as a second quarterback.
0: Did you have a favorite team? Guys,
2: mine.
1: <laughs> I, yours, yours was one
0: of my two favorites. Heath's was my other.
1: I like your team, Adam. Oh, I think you got. I think you got really good value on Kyler. Yeah. So maybe I'm just stuck on quarterback value today, and just really think that that's an important factor when you're putting together a fantasy team. And if you if you just end up not getting a good quarterback value, and you don't really feel good about anything when your quarterback's up, which at some point in the draft you will, then. You just wait and wait and wait like jamie did and you get roethlisberger and you say okay ben's my quarterback to start the year and i'll figure it out from there and that's the deepest position that's the one to take advantage of but i think if i could trade my team with anybody else i think i'd pick yours adam because you uh you got luckier with the quarterback than i did quarterback value i should say
0: i just want to read heath's team because that was my co-favorite russell wilson alvin Kamara, and james connor chris godwin Cortland sutton And Preston Williams, he loves Preston Williams.
2: But that's another guy. He's in that Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton range, that if he hits. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, LeShawn McCoy, uh, no, carry on carry on, Johnson. Oh, Jonathan Taylor. That's why I like it, because Jonathan Taylor is is his flex. um, Maybe not week one, but he also has Darren Waller. He's got Denzel Mims, who's dealing with a hamstring injury. Deshaun Jackson, LaVisca Chenault, Mike Williams on his bench. So, um, he, you know, he took Connor in round three. Kamara, who's his second round pick? It was Kamara Godwin Connor. That's how he started. He's got a top five quarterback or top six quarterback with Wilson. He's got a top six tight end in Darren Waller. And Jonathan Taylor could be, you know, a game changer for him. And
1: uh, yes. Yeah, but even if it's team. not, he's still got great running backs. Exactly. Like, like that's the way, if, if you can map it out this way and Jonathan Taylor is your third running back that's the way to
2: draft him. I'd love to know a month from now what Heath would do at the flex spot. Jonathan Taylor in a secondary role against Jacksonville. Or on Johnson, presumably as the starter, against the Bears.
0: Oh, wow. Well, the Bears don't have any Probably gold,
1: in, So... Uh, uh, I mean, he wasn't the linchpin on the run defense. He's a good run defender, but he's no, not. No, he's
2: part of it. I mean, look, that's, that's, the, that's the thing. It's like, if you know going in, Taylor, like we're going to anticipate probably, you know, maybe 10 touches, you know, week one against the Jaguars. It, so mm-hmm. 10 touches against the Jaguars or maybe 15 touches against the Bears. The Jaguars you know, might have the, the worst Lions run defense in football. Guy. Huh?
0: Jaguars might have the worst run defense in football. Right. They're going to be Wait, but you know who... I'm telling you who his flex is. He might not agree. Oh, Deshaun Jackson. It's 100% Deshaun Jackson.
1: Week one against the Reds. That that could be his third receiver, though. Oh, that's true. Right, because he's got Preston in there. Well, I mean, we'll see how Preston does a month from now.
0: That was a fun draft. Uh, I I thought it was very good. And you know what? I, I don't always... I don't know why I want to win mock drafts. I really recommend you guys... If you're doing a mock draft, don't worry so much about winning it. Worry about
2: doing different strategies.
1: Learning from it. We
0: actually
2: have it. a conversation. Um, when's Ben on? When's Ben Ben Gretsch on? Monday afternoon for Tuesday.
0: He's yeah. always on the Tuesday show. Second right. show of the
2: week. I want to ha- because he said something in in Twitch that I think is worth discussing about finishing first versus finishing last. And I think it was Dave who had said that the catalyst for it was Dave saying something like finishing fifth. I, I don't remember how it all started, but I know what Ben said. And I think it's interesting because. When you draft, your team is going to look so different. We say this time and time again, how much playing the waiver wire is important. Yep. And so I don't want to come out of my draft. Well, I, I guess I do, but I, I don't want it to, to be the end all be all like, oh, I won my draft. So now my team is set. And I think talking to Ben about his philosophy, because like, are you, are you setting yourself up to, to finish first now? Like is that his goal? Which I don't think it is, because he's always talking about how your, you know, your draft, your team is is uh, a living, breathing, thing.
0: uncomfortable. He says
2: his draft strategy is uncomfortable. Right. So the way the way like Ben has a very unique way of drafting, and I think it's an interesting philosophy of how do you come out of your draft? Because if I go into my playoffs, for example, and I'm the fifth seed, but I'm better than the one seed at that point. You know, I don't know if I'm phrasing this the right way, but. I know like what you're saying. Your team
1: is peaking while the one, right? Feed. Like, 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 maybe they had that. a lot of wins early on, and yeah, but they had an injury or something,
2: right? So, like, yeah. if, if I if I come out of the draft as the fifth best team in the draft, like I don't care right yeah. now if I'm happy with it. I I push well, back a little bit on
0: like the well. The, I I wish we were having this conversation with Ben, but the whole like, I draft teams to finish in first, not to make the playoffs, I think is kind of what he was saying. And I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's a little overblown. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to, because a lot of this is like a lot of the players that get drafted late with all this upside get dropped. That's my big issue
2: with that strategy. Is you know you have roster crunches. So give give, give me a handful of guys, going you, you get dropped. Like Chase Edmonds, you think you're going to drop him at some point? You could, yeah. Lee Pollard, you're going to drop him at some point? Absolutely, you could. Madison, you're going to drop him at some point? Hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying. Well, Madison maybe you know could have a bigger role, but yeah, yes, I think any of those guys, especially with COVID, with if you're anticipating more players being absent. Yeah, if they're if they're getting five touches a game and really all they are are lottery tickets, at some point you are probably going to have to drop them. I think so.
1: So, oh, uh, I, I don't disagree with you, but oh, I, you know, that's the decision a lot of people are going to have to make. Yeah, look, I, I don't think the only way you lose a draft is if the draft's over and you look at your team and you go, "What have I done? I picked a bunch of players that I don't want. Why did I get James Conner when I think he stinks? Why did I get?" um Tyler Lockett. But win, that's how that's how Ben official. drafts though. Ben drafts and I think again that he but he's Ben very drafts good. players that he's got conviction on and that he really believes but but to but be great. And I think that that's the rule. I think you need to come out of your draft with players who you really, truly love and you want to have on your team. I did two drafts this weekend. I've got Tyler Higby on both of these teams. I've got Tyler Lockett on both of these teams. Uh, I don't know why Tyler all of a sudden is the name that I've got to have on my teams, but I don't have Ronald Jones on either of them, and I love Ronald Jones, and I wish I had him, but I still like the way that my teams came together. I love a ton of the players that I have on both of the teams. I feel like I'm in good shape, and as for players, the waiver wire dude every competitive fantasy football manager should play the waiver wire whether you've got christian mccaffrey and saquon barkley on your team well, I, I think that's the which case i got know, team I, I, I or not thing, or if you have a bunch of guys that are just okay the thing I, I, with the thing that's with ben though like he, is like he, he's to
2: feel good about it when it's over he he takes like a, a a very hefty amount of wide receivers right like we see that a lot and he's he, in it's, even in a three receiver league he, he's taking like six or seven guys he's not playing all of them Right. So what's he doing with them? That's the thing. He's taking players that he likes, and he's even run into some situations where he sees, you know, Nicole Hardman, who we know he likes, or um, I don't know if I've seen him draft LaVisca Chennault anytime soon. We know he likes him. But, you know, he he ends up running to these scenarios of he's going to end up starting Naheem Hines week one. So I think that,
0: you know what? I'm going to have this conversation with him, but I I think where, where I sort of disagree with him is like he doesn't want a sort of average running back on his team. Like he thinks Mar- like Ronald Jones maybe. I don't know how he feels about him specifically, but he Devin likes S- Ronald Jones. Okay, Devin Singletary, like these guys might be fine, but they're not going to be as good as Sutton and Chark and you know, so he'll just take the wide receivers there. But while I can actually think I I feel like it's okay to take a player that's not as good as another player you could take there. Because you kind of need warm bodies at running back, you know? It's just such a difficult position in fantasy. You could have really no options on waivers throughout the week. And so getting a guy who's just, like, fine, might score a touchdown and have a big week or might give you 70 total yards like, that's not that bad. And I think I see more value in taking just sort of like a a guy whose ceiling is like a number two running back. I see more value in that than Ben does. But I'll, I'll, let, I'll let him, I don't want to put words in his mouth. Right, but it's that's like the he
2: takes, a perfect example, Will Fuller versus Marvin Jones. Like, I, I see Will Fuller as a league winner. He sees Will Fuller as a league winner. He doesn't see Marvin Jones as a league winner. I think Marvin Jones has a very good floor. You know, so, like, if Marvin Jones plays 16 games, as we saw last year, for example, or as we saw, I think it was two years ago, he has a chance to be, as Dave put it, one of those number three receivers that has number two receiver upside. He may not be a top 10 guy. He could if things go fantastic for him. But if Will Fuller hits as the DeAndre Hopkins replacement and plays 16 games, that's a top 10 type guy. Well, pr- quite
0: frankly, I think Ben's entire strategy is predicated on avoiding running backs in the dead zone. Rounds 3 through like 5 right. or 6 for him. I think that's basically sure. that is Ben Gretch's strategy and uh I Except see a lot of Taylor. I see a lot of merit to it because those guys are busts uh, very often, but um I also see the other side. All right, anyway, Uh, We should probably take a commercial break, which we haven't done. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll fire through some emails on Fantasy
2: Football today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative
1: and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Fantasy football at CBSI.com. This is from Todd. Who could be this year's DST that helps you win your league? I feel like the Chargers could be a good option. They have the best secondary in football and face an easy quarterback schedule, much like the Patriots last year. Who's the league-winning Agreed. DST?
1: I think the Chargers could absolutely be that DST. You're going to have to have some guts to start them when they play against Kansas City. But uh, outside of that, they've got a fantastic schedule this year. They've got a great pass rush to go with that secondary, by the way. That's a dangerous combination.
0: All right. This is from Lonnie. Dear Dadam, Jave, Hamey, and Beeth, could you guys talk a little bit about Dawson Knox, Bills tight end Dawson Knox? As a fan who watches the team closely, he's Mm. supposed to have a much bigger role this year. I'm excited to see what he can do. Feels very similar to Mark Andrews last year.
2: No way.
1: (laughs) They're the same. They're kind of the same type of. Not exactly the same type of player, but Knox is more receiver than blocker. But there's no way he's doing. What he I does. I actually liked him before the Digs
2: move, and then once they added Digs, like right. they're they're going to be in a lot of three receiver sets. You know, those guys are going to you know command targets. Well, he's fighting with Cole Beasley to be the third target at best, and that's right, kind of right, really right. running back.
1: To. At the very least, he will play a lot because if they're in three receiver sets, that means a tight end will be on the field. He'll probably be that tight end.
0: All right, next email is from Shane. Uh, PPR league, 14 team PPR league, three receivers and a tight end. How do you rank Kelsey and Kittle versus Hill, Godwin, or Eckler? Uh, pick 16 overall. Like, are you looking at a tight end there, or, or what? You know, it's a 14 team PPR league with three wide receivers.
1: No, it's a three wide receiver and tight ends count with the receivers. Is oh that yes, I'm, I'm sorry.
0: It? Yes, three wide receiver slash tight end spots. Okay, okay. Oh No, they lose value for sure. But but Kelsey has been a top 10 wide receiver four straight yep. years in PPR.
1: He just happens to be behind these guys that Shane like, named in the you know, email. He's like wide receiver 8 through
2: 10 and Kittle's yep. like 10 through 12.
1: Okay. Kittle might be a little farther than that. I am Oh, man, that receiver core looks terrible right now. I know. That's true. It's a good point. But you know how they like to spread the ball around in that offense oh. in the passing <laughs> game. Well, apparently, Brandon Ayuk... It's going to be that guy. I don't know who else.
0: Well, I'd like to read more emails later in the week, and I promise I will. Sleepers, Breakouts, and Busts this week. Also, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Adam Azer, at Jamie Eisenberg, J-A-M-E-Y, at Dave Richard, singular Dave Richard. Um, I'll be asking you guys for your favorite Sleepers, Breakouts, and Busts throughout the week, so you can follow me on Twitter and be a part of the show. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. We will talk to you on Tuesday. We got Twitch Tuesday night. We got Sleepers Tuesday morning. Talk to you next.